0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another Startup Band podcast. Graham, how are you getting on there?
1: Not too bad. We're back at the stage where we're at two different uh, stages of lockdown
0: where, where we both are. It's a
1: bit of a pain for you, but no doubt I have it incoming. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm in level five, which is total lockdown again for us here in in, in Dublin. Um, you know, schools are still open. I know they're on their midterm break at the moment, but other than that, everything is back to what it was in in March and April. Mm. It's a bit of a, a bit of a long
1: stretch till Christmas. But look, the most important thing is getting this sorted, not sorted, but at a level where where people can, en- can enjoy Christmas, because I think I think people deserve it after the year we've had.
0: And for anyone listening, you've probably noticed that we've been in the middle of launching something called the Startup Van Garage. We've taken so much feedback from everyone that's on the waiting list, and we've decided to make a number of changes to it. One major change being the the space. We've decided to remove the space. We're going to keep everyone posted because we don't want to keep anyone in the dark on what's happening with Startup Van. So everyone on the waiting list, you will be getting an update very, very soon. And I promise you what we're coming up with next is going to be quite exciting. So let's get into today's
1: show. Anyone listening to this show has more than likely seen Landscape VC. They've seen it in TechCrunch, they've seen it on on all the other publications. Kathy White, CEW, did a great job getting the word out there. So we have Joe Perkins, who's the founder and CEO. At the time of recording, we know they had 83 VC partners and 700 reviews. But since then, it's absolutely skyrocketed. And I'd encourage anyone to go follow Landscape VC on Twitter. It's absolutely incredible what they're doing. The glass door for VCs. Love it or hate it, depending on which side of the fence you're on. Please do check it out and let us know what you think. It's 1-0. One- Joe, before we get into the background of landscape VC and where it came from, we need to ask because I'm sure it's 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 on the uh, tip of everyone's tongue. What has the reaction been like from the VC side? Because there was conversations kicking off in the startup band community about um, is you know what the reactions would be like from VCs. Will will they absolutely kick off? Will they try and boycott it? What what they'll try and do? Because obviously they're quite sensitive and and. Um, we know how sensitive they can be right so what what was the reaction like when you launched from these VCs?
2: Yeah it's um a, a great question and one to be honest with you that when I was um, starting Landscape was probably one of my kind of main worries that this would, would be something that quite quickly VCs would kind of shut down and say how dare you be reviewing us this is kind of outrageous um, so on so on but to be honest with you it has not been the case whatsoever. Um, I was always kind of mindful that you know, my personal belief is that if, if, if landscape is going to be um, successful, then it's something that everybody in the ecosystem needs to work together on. So, with that in mind, I kind of put together a verified partner scheme whereby VCs and accelerators can kind of come and essentially partner with landscape and kind of get a, a, a what is essentially like a blue tick on their on their landscape profile and um, and can kind of get a few insights into kind of where they're losing marks, what's going right, what's going wrong. And the response has been unbelievable. Um, we've had I think we're up to, well, we're just over now 100 applications to become a verified partner from VCs all across the globe, um, primarily um, Europe, but we're now starting to see um, applications from VCs in America as well. And to be honest with you, every single call I have is, you know, the, 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 whether it's a VC or an accelerator, they're very much of the mindset that, like, look, you know, we know things need to improve, we know transparency should be raised and like counters in. So I've been totally blown away by the response actually from both sides of the market.
0: Co- companies like these always start with a, a backstory, you know, so I'm taking it that something happened to you when, when you were looking to raise money that you obviously didn't have a great experience with, with a number of VCs, if not one VC. So so what happened? Where did the idea come from?
2: So essentially, um, I was raising with my um, company, uh, CourseMatch at the back end of last year. And um, we were kind of up and down the country meeting VCs, um, collecting our fair amount of no's, as every founder will tell you that goes on the the fundraising journey. Um, And it just kind of struck me how, how greatly it could kind of differ between a really incredible investor interaction and an absolutely terrible one. Now, you know, what was running Landscape for kind of two, three months now, I've already heard tons more horror stories from founders that are way worse than anything I kind of experienced. But the way it kind of came around is that um, we had a um, VC who uh, will remain unnamed, um, but kind of reach out to us and say, you know, inbound and basically kind of said, hey, guys, you know, we think you're perfect for us. We're kind of really excited by this. Can you come and pitch us? Can you come and meet the team? Um, so on and so on, so we um traveled down to london um spent the best part of uh, you know well, i mean spent the best part of a couple of hundred quid three hundred quid of our fast dwindling runway to to get down to to, to london uh, and essentially yeah. this guy cancelled um like five minutes or ten minutes before the the meeting was due to start and oh, no in, yeah i mean in fairness to him, whether he knew we were travelling down from Manchester and Birmingham or not was. Um, debatable, but even so, I just remember thinking, like, oh, I wish there was some way that I could, um, know, provide feedback um, on on this kind of VC to future founders. And it wasn't a case of, oh, I wish there was somewhere where I could, you know, totally go and um, character assassinate this guy. It was more like, I wish there was just some mechanism whereby I could warn future founders, like, you know, just take a Zoom call with this guy. And I think perhaps now, post-COVID, we would do that regardless. Um, But yeah, as I say, it wasn't, wasn't the worst experience in the world, but it definitely kind of got me thinking about that kind of feedback mechanism and how it just didn't really exist. So it was that night in the um in the pub actually with one of my good friends sam um, who's building a company in the death tech space we were a couple of beers deep and um this idea just kind of started floating around the idea of kind of a glass door for vcs where founders that were fundraising had the ability to do due diligence on people before they kind of approached them um and it just kind of I guess, exploded from there a little bit. I kind of sat on the idea for a while. Um, and then kind of May, June-ish time, things, things really started picking up.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Joe, because Mark and I have come across this over the years, right? Where obviously founders, we interviewed them, we've 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 interviewed a hell of a lot at this stage, and we we meet them face-to-face and we get to know them. And the, the amount of times it's come up that, and you'll remember this, Mark, one, one case in particular, but a guy we know, we we're actually in the same co-working space as him. Super great guy, interviewed him. Uh, and he opened up off camera and told us about um, an accelerator that he went through that took equity and this and that and and it was an app he just told us about the whole experience was absolutely shocking and ended up going to court and he wouldn't he wouldn't tell us the name of the accelerator cuz we'll tell us because we have a platform to be able to warn people right and say look be careful before you enter into this. but he, and he wouldn't even tell us the names like i know you guys have a platform but i'm just nervous that if if you do mention it then somehow come back to me but, so what you've what you've done here is just something and to be fair, I'm surprised it's it's gone this long without it, but I suppose that's you know the best companies that yeah. come up it's always the case, isn't it you know you're you're shocked it hasn't been it hasn't been done already
2: yeah I think um one of the interesting bits of feedback I got fairly early was from one of our advisors um Alex deple she's the f- founder of um resi she kind of said you know the the greatest compliment I can give is you know this idea seems so obvious like why is nobody done it already and in all fairness there have been a few um that have kind of popped up and tried to do this um over the past well, probably 10 years really there was one um which i think most people will be aware of called the funded um which yeah. was set up and mostly covered um us-based kind of vc firms um and they kind of popped up around kind of 10 years ago um but as i say like it's uh yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey. And to be honest with you, you know, it's been quite a short journey. And some of the things that we we are kind of coming across, I'm like, God, so so pleased I'm working on this. And then some of the things that come across, I'm like, oh, OK, now I kind of understand why other people haven't attempted to to tackle this problem.
1: What's, yeah, um, of course. Joe, just what what's stopping me going on? Um, and, uh, you know, a, a VC partner uh, was rude to me in a Starbucks. And I went, you know what, I'm going to do him in um and I, and I, I and I put up something on on landscape v c about that how how is it how is it, how does that work that I just can't kind of take advantage and do that
2: so uh, mm-hmm. founders can review any VC or accelerator. They don't have to be a verified partner um, in order to be reviewed. Um, But essentially, once you leave a review, um, during your review, we ask you to kind of um, score the VC, for example, on 12 score factors. We ask them, um, you know, how likely would you be to recommend this, this VC? So, the score factors include things like approachability, professionalism, uh, supportiveness, board activity, um, close time, all these various bits and bobs. And essentially that review uh, then gets posted through to our backend, whereby um, we do some kind of review moderation to make sure that uh, the review looks legit. And we've seen... You know, reviews now so we've got a reasonable idea on what a legit review looks like Um, and if it passes moderation then we then push it onto the platform so we have a human set of eyes on every single review that comes in and to be honest with you, one of the key things that we're spending our time on kind of this week is pulling together a um, review moderation policy, um, which we will share publicly, whereby everybody has good visibility on what we can and cannot post. Um, because one of the challenges that we have is that ultimately we can't verify that every single interaction ever happened. Like it's just totally impossible. Um, so the main thing that we're kind of pushing toward is making sure that landscape stays uh, fair and balanced.
0: And it's also up to the VC to stand up for themselves as well. If something's incorrect to be able to log in, say it didn't happen, prove it didn't happen, if it didn't happen, I take it so. Is that right?
2: Yeah, so we will be adding right to reply um, fairly soon, whereby the VC, um, you know, for, for negative reviews that come in, the VC will be able to drop in. Because ultimately, you know. One of the ch- another one of the challenges we have is that, and this is kind of pointed out quite widely, is that whilst there is bad behaviour in the VC side of the market, there is also bad behaviour on the find- founder side of the market, where you know a founder that doesn't fundraise potentially just you know, lashes out and yeah you know, leaves leaves a terrible review because they're just angry that they 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 didn't receive funding. Now, one one of the things that's been really really pleasing for me with landscape and has given me you know faith in kind of what 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 we're trying to achieve is that these sorts of reviews have been absolutely minimal. It's actually far more common for a founder to leave a very positive review um, for for, for a VC that didn't fund them than it is a negative review. And I think you know, I can pretty much count on one hand how many reviews we've had from founders that didn't raise capital and have just kind of gone through and gone, professionalism, zero, approachability, zero, Uh, closed down, zero. So we just... We just haven't seen so far that much of that sort of behavior, which I think is a real testament to the, the, the ecosystem as a whole.
0: Well, I'm interested because I'm sure there's a lot of our audience that are interested here now as well when it comes to like we, we've we heard our fair share of, of horror stories. But for you, being someone that people will actually reach out to and want to obviously publish them, what have you heard? Tell us some of the tell us the top three um, horror stories that you've heard. And obviously without mentioning names, of course.
2: So top three might be a little bit difficult. Um, In terms of um, horror stories, there's one that stands out whereby a founder reached out to me um, two weeks ago, and I'm currently in the process of helping him figure out how and what to do about it, where essentially um, this guy, brilliant founder, um, had been working on this idea for a couple of years. He was kind of a a sector expert in what he was building. He went and pitched a VC and asked for an NDA, which, of course, they didn't sign, um, as is uh, kind of quite widely not done. But essentially, yeah. uh, they were kind of really interested. Uh, they really, really liked what what he was doing. And this was kind of like a VC slash investment firm quasi-setup of some description. Uh, but essentially, they really liked his idea. Um, we, they went through due diligence with him. Um, and to kind of cut a very long story short, essentially, essentially kind of, ghosted him afterwards Um, and he just thought you know they kind of got off it they weren't really that keen on the idea until uh, I think it was you know the the time frame might be slightly out here but it was around a month ago that he got sent a deck and essentially it was the exact deck he had pitched them but with like a few colors and words changed and what had happened is essentially that this investment firm slash uh, VC had Loved the idea so much that they decided not to fund it and actually just build it internally themselves. Um, and Jesus. that 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 is now like a live product that's kind of out there. So obviously mentioning um, no names, their um, but, one
0: is a live product that's out there,
2: is it? Yeah, yeah. So they've pushed out. You know, this this firm has pushed out their own kind of uh, MVP um, of you know, exactly what he was pitching them. Essentially. So that is, you know, as as you can imagine, that is every found. Well, that's the we worst of the worst. Yeah, that's that's really? the worst nightmare for a founder. And to be honest. It's honestly, strange though. It's rare. I mean, that sort of behaviour, that that extreme end is I personally believe is really, really rare. But as yeah. you can imagine, I mean, that, that founder was, he was absolutely devastated. Of course. It's
0: I, I was just gonna say there it's strange because you normally hear that they back the founder um, a lot of the time as well as the company. Do you know what I mean? Instead of like just the idea. Mm. You know, they, they normally back the founder behind it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so my understanding was that this guy was offered the option of, like, almost coming in-house to build it with them. and um, His response was something along the lines of, you know, I'm not going to trade in the, the the family silver for a paycheck or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, as I say, that really is on the extreme end of the the, the the scale. A lot of the stuff that I kind of hear is around just kind of – basic time wasting and um and more smaller professionalism issues
1: mm. it's because we we do always say joe that if people say I'm oh, i'm nervous about about talking to people about my idea you know you you can go to the grave with your idea right you you so we always say get out speak to people about it if you're the right person to build this company and you're the right person to pull this off speak to people about it get the feedback get help don't be afraid to but obviously situations like that come come along and it's um that's heartbreaking right it's it's um and then it's obviously a founder who was looking for funding because they needed cash up against a a vc firm with deep deep pockets that you know what what do you do at that stage
2: Exactly. And I think that's kind of where he is right now. Um, he still believes in the idea. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's a brilliant idea to be fair. Um, he's still working on it. He, he wants to raise funding for it, but now obviously out of nowhere has this competitor who kind of has a real understanding of his go to market his tech whatever mm. else it might be so as i say i mean that that is the worst horror story that i've heard so far by by a mile and i yeah. kind of do truly believe that that is on the extreme end of the scale and is and is quite rare
0: yeah well there's a lot if you think about There's a lot of startup founders that are new to the game, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of stuff is going to require experience when it comes to the way you approach a VC, the way you deal with a VC. And I wonder if that experience that you had with the VC that stood you up, if he had known you were coming from Manchester, would it have been a different story? Do you know what I mean? Like, because if he was, if you knew the, the effort that you were putting in to travel and come and meet him, now it mightn't have been the case. You could have been a total dick and just cancelled anyway, you know, but I just think if, if people can put in the, the effort to let people know where they're coming from, what they're doing, um, also something like, like landscape, being able to shine a light on potential VCs that are, aren't necessarily treating uh, founders with the respect that they deserve, it should stamp a lot of that out.
2: Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I hope it um, it does increase accountability on the whole. I mean, that's kind of one of the the main points I would say. With regards to you know that that particular VC, I personally have no hard feelings because if anything, it inspired me to actually go on and and build landscape. And I have chatted to that that person um since and i know you know they're not a bad person um you know things do slip through the cracks do get forgotten not everybody can have the perfect experience i totally understand that um but you know it is all about kind of improving accountability and one of the 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 key things that i always push about landscape is actually it's not all about eliminating bad actors or removing bad behavior it's also about celebrating brilliance because for every one bad actor there is out there, we know that there's five incredible investors who will go yes. miles out of their way to, to to help people that they do and even don't fund. So I think yesterday we, we posted a review snippet of um, a founder who mentioned that Eileen um, Burbage, a passion um, didn't fund them but had contributed more to their overall success than all of the VCs on their, their cap table. And it's those sorts of like micro stories that actually, you know, that that does deserve being celebrated. Um, and that's just as much of what, about what Landscape is about as calling out the bad behavior.
1: Of, of course, course, yeah. of course uh, that was the next thing I was going to say. It was, it didn't raise money from passion, but Eileen Burbage has contributed more to our success than all the VCs on our cap table combined. And Eileen, seen that and wrote back, this is beyond cool and I'm super chuffed. Brackets blown away in US speak. But let's be honest, if we didn't already think it, we know now for sure, low bar. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, when I uh, I, I, did, uh, I did have a smile when I saw that um, response. And um, all I'll say is that uh, Eileen said it, not me, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
0: But she bribed. Come in, <laughs> yeah.
1: But she's she's known widely known for being just great, anyway, right? She, she's she's widely known for being fantastic. But I'm I'm sure, without a doubt, there's 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 VCs in, in, in this city and, and, and across the UK uh, and, and across Europe because you're, you're doing landscape across Europe as well that will act better. That w- that will think twice about cancelling that meeting last minute. Will think twice about blanking people's emails for six months. It, you know, it it really it really will make a difference. Um, and it will make the biggest difference to the VC landscape in Europe than than anything in recent memory, right? If 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 I fully believe it.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, thank you for those kind words to begin with. I, I hope so. One thing I would stress is that you know we are landscape is extremely early stage i mean we've been going properly for two three months and we launched the, the very what is very much the mvp of our platform just tuesday just gone um so it is it really is early early days um but i think things are being pulled in the right direction and the overall response from everybody in the ecosystem both sides of the market has been so positive that you know as you say, i really do hope that it, it can have a, a and that positive impact on that uh, the ecosystem as a well. whole.
0: What are your plans for for landscape? Like obviously we've seen that you're you're planning to go global, but what way are you planning on doing that? Where do you see landscape in 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 3 years from now pretty much?
2: So, honestly, really really difficult question. Um I'm I'm so deep in the trenches um, right now that it is honestly a little difficult to take a step back and see the bigger picture. Um, this is going to be something that I'll be doing more over the, the coming weeks. But, you know, where we are right now, you know, I'm the only person working full time on landscape. Um, I've got um, a good friend and colleague, Will Benton, who um, is part time. And um, I've got a kind of collection of great advisors, but I'm just so, so deep in the trenches right now, you know, taking my yeah. partner onboarding calls. I think we've I've got, I've had, well schedule 5 today 5 tomorrow um you know reviews are coming in i'm still doing a lot of the review moderation myself so just so deep in those trenches that the bigger picture is i think maybe a little bit blurry now the positive here is that i've just gathered a huge amount of feedback from both founders and vcs on kind of what i'm doing with landscape and where it's going and everyone has just been so willing and amazing at kind of chipping in ideas so there is a roadmap there um you know, we're we're exploring ideas are around kind of angel reviews, um, reviewing, you know, uh, kind of startup agencies, so software huts, design agencies, various other kind of bits and pieces. Um, investor matchmaking is a kind of interesting proposition that a few founders and investors have kind of come across. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's various kind of bits and bobs that we we want to kind of push down now. One of the interesting things about having VCs slash investors as a customer slash client slash partner is that honestly these guys are just absolutely spoon feeding me business models uh, which is uh which is kind of uh interesting um because you know i always say on pretty much every onboarding call we have i say look you know we're not sure what the business model looks like right now you know if you've got any ideas of stuff that we could build that you would pay for and let us know and just the amount of stuff that's come out of the back of that is um is is quite surprising but the, the immediate focus is very much just kind of refining this, making sure that we get the review moderation right, because ultimately I think that's the most important thing and critical thing to kind of landscape success. But we now are also kind of actively pushing out to um, the US, so getting kind of funds, signing up as verified partners from the US um, and having um, founders review funds based out in the US.
1: I know you you used um, CEW Communications, uh, Cathy White, and and I think obviously... Landscape VC being what it is is going to get a lot of attention anyway, but but I think we'd shout out Kathy because it was <laughs> you know, you, you you got a hell of a lot of coverage. Hell of a lot of coverage for this. Um so so definitely shout out to Kathy, she she did a great job there. As this grows, as landscape grows, this is just such you can you can already see the the screenshots landing on Twitter of reviews. It kind of markets itself right as you say you 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 haven't if i'm if i'm right in saying you haven't spent any money on marketing so far and you probably won't have to
2: yeah i mean exactly that i haven't spent anything on marketing so far so my go to market was always um i guess my working assumption was that one, I, so the first kind of ten reviews I collected, I collected manually just by going to friends and just saying, hey, you know, can you leave a, a quick review? Um, and I was always of the opinion that if I put these in the right place um, in terms of out in the public, then they would start picking up interest. So the go-to-market/slash marketing strategy was more or less create a Twitter account and start posting a review every day and just be really consistent in that. And we always tag the the, the fund that um, has been reviewed, and that has just honestly just been an incredible channel for us like i reckon probably 90% of everything we have has come through twitter as a channel
0: have you plans to raise yourself
2: so we're staying self-funded um for the time being i think it's important um for landscape to um stay neutral. um, And I wouldn't want the perception of the neutrality to be affected by any kind of outside VC funding. So very much kind of looking to stay self-funded and and kind of, I guess, just get to sustainable as soon as possible. Um, But never, never say never, but for kind of where we are right now, um, you know, I like where we are right now. We are so lean and I'm spending so little money and it actually kind of feels good when you see, you know, the right numbers going up and the bank balance staying up as well.
0: Yeah, because I was I was going to ask if you did bring a VC on, does that give them a safety net? Obviously not.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think we'd ever, would ever um, do something like that. It would probably have to be some sort of um, arrangement whereby you know they they would sign something to so say they have no access to the data or anything like that. I mean, to be honest, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I'm not really thinking yeah. about it at the moment. Yeah. And honestly, like I think where we are with landscape right now, I'm not even sure it, it is a vc backable company. Um, you know, when you look at kind of the market size we're operating in the European VC market currently you yeah. know is it is it is it a big enough market to, to to produce a vc backable company um i'm not sure at the moment
1: yeah you you can clearly see we, we could probably list them off but you can clearly see the potential exit with this i'm sure you've had a look and you've had a think and you obviously know yourself but it's there's a couple of obvious players that you say this this could easily be, uh, be it be an acquisition opportunity for some big players in the market obviously it's too i know like you're you're doing this a couple of months right it's it's super early to be talking about this um but uh you're picturing yourself on a on a beach chilling out but but it's it's such it, it, it's such an it's such a, an incredible thing and and so badly needed you know what is what is the, the future revenue models that you're looking at now because obviously anything that saves people time you know that's that was Uber's first thing, right? It was like we save we're not a we're not a taxi company. We save people time, right? And that and that was it. This won't save people five minutes on on waiting to hail down a cab. It could save a founder three months of emailing a VC, getting blanked. Do you see you ever charging the the founders?
2: No, I I, I hope to never have to charge founders for um, what we do at Landscape. Now you know. I am of the opinion that the, the business model will mostly come out of the VC side of the market. And we're already having some really interesting conversations around pilots there, um, which are focused on, um, essentially enabling VCs to get continuous feedback from people that they, they interact with. And that could be public feedback in the form of a review on landscape or private feedback, um, that remains anonymous from people that, you know, they funded, but didn't, uh, sorry, they, they met, but didn't fund or whatever it might be. And there's been, there's been a real appetite for that, to be honest with you. Um, It's been something that, you know, almost every VC I speak to is like, yeah, you know, we totally understand the the value of feedback. You know, we try and do it ourselves. And the kind of typical story I hear is that like, you know, Q1, right, we're going to do, nps for every single person we deal with it gets to q2 and people have kind of forgotten a little bit and you know they they, they've kind of dropped the ball it gets to q3 and they've completely forgot to do it and then by q4 they're like damn we've said we were going to do this nps thing for everything we deal with um and actually you know we've just completely forgotten again that's it next year q1 we're going to start again and that is just such a common theme i hear so there is the the want and the desire for for the VCs I speak to, to, to actually go out and seek that feedback. And I think there is an interesting proposition for Landscape to assist in that.
0: Well, look, as we said at the beginning of the show, it, it's it's strange that something like this hadn't been around a lot sooner. And you're also hearing that back from VCs as well. And it's probably a good time to for us to probably end the podcast here because it's been such an exciting journey that you've done so far. And I suppose we both wish you the best of luck. And thanks for coming on the podcast, Joe.
2: Cheers, guys! Really, really appreciate it. And um, congrats on the launch of the, of the uh, garage, by the way, guys. It looks, um, it looks brilliant. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe.